0: Hello and welcome to the Road from Emmaus podcast. I'm Jason Lowe, joined by Andrew Chow, and we are two totally ordinary Catholic guys hoping to share our journeys. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we've each encountered Christ in our lives. Join us as we talk about what comes next. A big part of what it means to be Christian is understanding that a lot of our faith is relationship-based god seeks to be in relationship with us to know us to be with us it's a wonderful blessing to be able to recognize that jesus is our friend sometimes though we fall into the trap of only thinking of jesus as a buddy we forget that he's also a king that god is our creator and that as much as jesus walks alongside us there's still kind of an order to the relationship that we have with him Today, Andrew and I try to unpack what it means that Christ is our King. Hope you enjoy, and we wish you a blessed start to your Advent. So I had a dream this morning, and um, so last night when we were like doing our quick podcast prep, I sent you a message and I was like, hey, uh, I think I'm going to try and open up our episode a little differently this time. I'll probably do like a little kind of a testimony, and there's a bit of a purpose behind that. Yeah. And so, uh, I swear to you, like this morning I had a dream where we did like a live podcast. So like, yeah. So we were like up on a stage, microphones in front of us, like maybe like 50 people in front of us in the building. And I started on this testimony of mine and people were just like, they just didn't like it. Um, I don't, so yeah. Oh, throwing tomatoes. Like- well, basically <laughs> like, they were, yeah, they were like interrupting and they were like, yo, the story sucks. Um, <laughs> What's the point of you telling us this? So like, now I'm a little worried about like how we're going to open this episode and like a little insecure about how things are going to go.
1: Well, I mean, for what it's worth, even if they do throw tomatoes, it's not, it's <laughs> it won't, you won't know. Um, I just found it funny that you start off with say, like I had a dream. I'm like, man, like we've, re- we're reaching a new level of like inspiration, <laughs> inspiration for <though>. our segues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I, uh, I think we, we need you to do that if that's going to be the case. Cause my, my inspirations are just flat and boring and unemotional.
1: You know, I honestly, I'm so bad at anything like on demand. It has to be like in the moment. and It's just anyways.
0: All right. So so let's hear the testimony. Yeah, let's here. make the stream a reality. Hopefully minus the people not, not liking <laughs> it. Um, yeah. So we're going to I'm, I'm going to try and uh, do the opening of this episode a little bit differently um, just because. Um, I mean, part of it is so that, yeah, you can kind of get to know me or Andrew better. That's that's kind of what testimonies are. It's sharing your witness. It's sharing your faith. Um, and, yeah. and how can you relate to God through this person's uh, experiences and journey? Uh, so part of it is that, part of it is also just because it's relevant to what we want to talk about. So uh, I want to talk about something that happened to me uh, back in high school, I think, back in grade 12. And um, I was at a... I was at a retreat. Um the retreat was for like teenagers, for teenagers and young adults I guess at our local Chinese parish. And it was during Taze and I guess I was just kind of like praying and lying down um and at that point I hadn't really no- nothing huge had happened in terms of my faith journey in terms of like you know having a huge jesus moment like i've never like cried at adoration before or any of those typical like emotional you know spiritual highs kind of thing Uh so this is the first time where i was at um, and i guess i was just meditating on you know the things that i'd gone through in high school and for some reason i was just overcome by this like huge amount of emotion and i just like broke down crying Um, and i guess i was just thinking about like for those who i mean even if you do know me uh but some of you might not be familiar with my story of like back in high school i was a bit more of a cockier guy i was arrogant um i thought i was all that a lot of that was like related to um yeah like you know throughout elementary school even through high school um just being you know near the top of the class in academics and then i hit university and and that dropped off a cliff but anyway up until that point um yeah, like people coming to me for like answers and help and even beyond academics, people coming to me for like advice and and that stuff. So, um, I think that kind of like got to my head quite a bit and, um, uh, yeah, like we talked about, you and I talked about on our GT episode, how humility wasn't, you know, one of my strong suits. Right. So definitely back then before I was self-aware, uh, humility wasn't even a thing in my life essentially. Okay. Um, so because of that attitude, I think, uh, in grade 10, grade 11, I I lost a couple, like, yeah, a couple best friends, uh, people that I had been friends with for, like, six or seven years at that point, I think, from elementary school. And so I think I was just reflecting on my attitude uh, during Taizé and, like, how that had led to me losing a few friends. And for some reason, like all of that just hit me. I was just like, man, my sinfulness, my brokenness. Um, like I was such a terrible person back then kind of thing. And like, mm. how can I, what can I do to make sure that like, I, I was only 18 or 19 at the time, like for the rest of my life, how, what can I do to make sure that that doesn't happen again? Um, and mm. so I, I found myself really clinging to Jesus, really um, trying to be like, Jesus, I really, really need your help here. I need you to show me your love. Um, and, Yeah, really just um, almost like hoping that he would be there as my friend kind of thing Um, Uh and and forgive me for my sins and and all of those things. So, um, yeah, it it was definitely a big emotional, spiritual, high spiritual moment for me. Um, And even, you know, I I almost look at it as a landmark moment in my faith journey. But um, I guess I'll stop there for now. But I don't know if you have any thoughts right now.
1: It's actually crazy. So I, I have a very similar type story. Um, uh, so to give a little bit more background, Jason had said, "Hey, and you can feel free to share testimony too. And I was like, yeah, I'll listen. Um, but um, for me in high school, I also had a, a pretty big experience in terms of not wanting to lose friends. It was a little bit different in terms of the context though. So what happened was I had gone to... Um, in grade 12, uh, there is this retreat that the high school that I go to run or I went, went to runs, um, which is essentially a retreat really aimed towards, um, breaking down of barriers, being vulnerable. Essentially it's, it's, um, you know, really shoving the idea of testimonies down your throat and like learning how to give good testimony. Um, and, and all that comes with it. Um, and in it, one of the people who I had thought was one of my closest friends, um, he gave this testimony about um, a near attempted suicide that he had had, mm-hmm. um, like, just six months before that. Mm-hmm. Um, he had talked about how he was, like, um, he, was, he was on a bridge. Um, he had, like, gone over um, to to the other side of the fence, and he was, like, ready to jump and yeah. all this stuff. And I was like, man, like, you know, this is a guy who I thought I was really close with and i had no idea yeah um and that was that was a really stark moment for me um in terms of you know just reassessing you know how am i approaching friendships right, right. Is, it, is it really just is it just um you know we're buddy buddy or or is there something personal there and i think that that was an important lesson that also has flowed through into uh, my faith life in a lot of ways as well
0: so how did that flow into your faith life like how did that you know impact your relationship with jesus or
1: yeah, I think that the first thing really is that that opened the door for me to properly understand friendship in so far as, you know, it's not just about, yeah. you know, someone that I enjoy being with. It's about someone that I care about intimately, right? Because um, that that eventually, you know, in 2015, so fast forward a couple of years, I guess, um, that I think really set the stage for it to be really impactful when a priest had said to me, hey, Andrew, you know. Uh, how can Jesus be your best friend if you don't talk? To yeah, him? yeah. And, and that kind of uh, thing where it started to turn into, well, that to me meant more than how can, like Jesus is my friend. Like that that 80s song, I think it was. Anyways, well, like sure. those, um, anyways, they're, like the, rather than this like superficial happy-go-lucky, you know, um, Jesus is my best friend type of a deal and like, uh, you know, I go have, have fun, fun with him. It's like, you know, this is my most intimate relationship that I should be pursuing. And that's something that's really trickled through for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that, that really touches on what we actually want to talk about today. So, I mean, we opened up with this testimony to talk about uh, our personal relationship with Jesus, right? Um, our, I, I talked about sinfulness, brokenness. Um, and I I definitely talked about how, like, yeah, like I said, it was a landmark moment in my faith journey to realize mm-hmm. that um, the love of God is, is so so infinite the love of mer- uh, sorry the mercy of god is so infinite and i often feel this whenever i go to the to receive the sacrament of reconciliation right um a mm-hmm. couple times a month once a month whatever it is um often going back and realizing that like i'm doing i'm just doing the same thing over and over again and i'm just like breaking my relationship with god and like that leads me to like thinking about the the mercy and the love uh, that god has for us and and it's, it's an important part of our faith, I think, because um, w- when we compare even our the relationship that we have with our God versus, you know, um, we've talked about this before, but like other, other faiths and their deities, um, there's a much more, a significantly more personal side of things um, in terms of how our God goes out of his way to seek a relationship with us. And it makes it very personal. It makes it like um yeah, like God is our friend, right? That's that's a lot of mm-hmm. the times we we look at him that way. Heck, even um, you know, one of the most famous stories in the in the Bible, in the gospel, is the parable of the prodigal son, how um, you know, the loving father is always waiting to welcome back um his his son who has left him and and turned away from him and has, has you know, thrown away all his money kind of thing, but is still there mm-hmm. to forgive him and to welcome him back and Again, bringing it back to us, um, that's something that I think a lot of young adults, you know, we we relate to Jesus in that way as as a friend and as a best friend. Mm -hmm. But I think what we want to talk about today is actually um, something closer to remembering that Jesus is also Christ, our King, and you know, just a couple. Yes, just a couple Sundays ago, um, we had that um, to mark to mark the Sunday, which was the solemnity the solemnity of Christ the King. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll throw this back to you: like, is there something wrong? Like, or maybe the the right way of phrasing it is actually like, why shouldn't we just focus on God as our "quote unquote" buddy?
1: Uh, yeah, I think. Um a really good way to frame this is to, is to understand original sin, right? Um, so the point is that, um, God at the end of the day, he really is our creator who has given us all these things, right? So there, there's no matter how buddy, buddy we end up being, that still is the primary relationship, right? And there is a respect that needs to be given there. I think in order for us to properly appreciate the relationship. It, it, it would be similar to, if you think about your own father, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the most direct, uh, yep. the most direct comparison. Yep. It, you know, I could be best friends with my dad But if I treat him the same way I treat you, there's something a little bit wrong, right? There there, there ought to be more weight to what my dad says to me than what you say to me, right? No matter how close we end up being. Mm -hmm. And in that same way with God, right? So it's, you know, the friendship piece is something to be relished, something to be cherished. But we can't forget that there is a, you know, going back to our last episode, right? There's that primacy there where... At the end of the day, all things came from him to return to him, um, no matter what our relationship feels like in the interim, right? I think, um, yeah,
0: and, and if anything, like going back to the topic of sin and confession, sometimes we can fall into the trap of taking God for granted as well, right? Like oh. we just go back to confession and it's just like, okay, it's okay, like he'll forgive me, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's okay for me to commit the sin. And if you think about what you just said, like how there's a a primacy there, how there's um, sorry, I'm caught up because so quick sidebar. Uh, We got a comment from last episode in terms of whether or not the pronunciation of that word is primacy or primacy. Uh, So now I think what I just said was like something in between and now I'm just distracted. But whatever it is, (laughs) whether we say primacy or primacy, you know what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, like there's, there's almost a higher order there, right? Like I, th- I love the analogy that you use of how like we have our own fathers and, and, um, there's a certain respect, there's a certain order there, um, that, mm-hmm. that needs to be had. And, you know, it's, it's easy. I think it's easy, like I said, to fall into the trap. If we think of God as only our buddy, as only our friend, we forget that he created us, right? We forget that he yeah. continues to give us everything. We forget that, um, you know everything that we have, everything that we do is because of him and also and then mm-hmm. you know if if we really want to go down into a spiral, it's easier for us to do things like give ourselves credit and 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 you know not realize that all of this comes from God
1: mm-hmm. I think um so during the week of uh from Christ the King to the first Sunday of Advent, um the office of readings it was basically just an exploration of the second letter of Peter um and then it was actually a really beautiful way to kind of paint this picture so and what what's happening here i think it's to the romans um in in this letter essentially um peter is talking to um an early christian community who's starting to lose their way a little bit um and in particular is kind of questioning um you know the second coming of god in some senses right but you know not to dive too far into that um, one piece in particular here which uh kind of Comes into play is right at the, right off the bat in this letter. He he talks about how God, by His divine power, I'm reading this is um, the second letter of Peter, chapter one, verse three, by His divine, power has pushed on us all the things we need for life and for true devotion, through the knowledge of Him who has called us by His own glory and goodness. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is an in unquestionable you know kingship lordship there. Right, that he's starting off the letter with to say, Look, you know, it's great that you enjoy your camaraderie, your fraternity, and all these things, but you know, don't forget where it's all coming from because that is the be all and end all in some senses, right?
0: Yeah, um, I actually want to talk about the second judgment, um, that you the second coming, sorry, um, that you that you mentioned because I think that's actually a really good way of, um, almost framing this or 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 padding this because. The thought, the belief that Jesus will be coming again, that Jesus is the end judge, that God is the end judge, and also a fair judge, I think is actually, uh, plays into this a lot, right? When we think about the role of Kings, um, that's, that's definitely something they have to do, right? Like if we, even if we Mm -hmm. take them in the the normal sense that we're used to, uh, whether it's on our planet or, uh, in, in fiction stories, um, they often play this role of, of judging and of having to use their judgment to try to be fair, you know, if we're talking about a good king, obviously, um, to try to be fair and, and to do what's best for all people. And so, um, I like what you said actually about the second coming because, uh, whenever that happens, ultimately all of us are going to be in front of Jesus, in front of God, and he's going to be like, you know, um, this is why you're deserving of what, of entering my kingdom, but this is why um, you know these are the things that happened that I need you to work on first before you're you're able to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And so, if anything, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a perfect representation. Another another thing to augment how Christ is is our King.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think um, it, it's it's so important to keep that in the back of our minds because. Um, you know, was it two Sundays ago? Like the Sunday before the, the Christ the King, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it was Christ the King. I can't remember anyways uh, anymore. But when the gospel was, was you know, um, about staying awake for you don't know the hour when the Lord's coming. It, it was recent. I think it was um, last week even. Maybe. First Sunday of Advent. Anyway. It could very well have been. Um, but anywho, it, it was a recent gospel and, you know, that that's kind of it. Right. Um, we need to as Christians. Right. And for the right reasons. And that's an important nuance here. Right. Is, you know, not just out of fear. Um, we ought to desire the best for him who desires the best for us. Right. Like it's it's a, an offering of ourselves, but the best of ourselves to God. Um, so that when that time comes, we can approach him with, um, you know, with, with pride, uh, in our identity as children of God, right. As opposed to being caught up in the world. And then, you know, uh, you know, when the second coming does come, we're like, oh man, like you caught me at a bad time, God, you know, we, we don't want to be stuck at that hit in that kind of a moment. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And very relevant too in terms of Advent, which we'll get into a little bit after, but like, yeah, be ready and, um sorry I've already forgotten if you already touched on this but like that's that's almost again the attitude that you need to have even if you were to approach um a king that we know right like a human king or again in fictional stories is uh, you're not going to approach a king um you know just i'm trying to find the english word for once my chinese is terrible but i know what i want to say in chinese um but like just (laughs) willy-nilly i guess you don't want to just um you know not have your your stuff together you want to be put together and and ready for for a king to come and and again that's how we look at jesus right yeah yeah
1: yeah it's um man like the idea of kingship i feel like it's it's so foreign in some ways these days right but Um, because we, we just don't see it the same way in Western society, at least now. Oh yeah. Um, but it's, it's, you know, that, that complete dominion, right. Over, over that, which is theirs. Um, you know, that's, that's such a, a grand kind of an idea that is so foreign to us in some senses, but it's something that's so beautiful and gives in a weird way, a lot of freedom for us as Christians, I think. Well, it's it's good that you touch on that
0: because I think the reason why we've we as humans have fallen away from that quote unquote model is because there's no perfect way to be to to have a king, I guess, as humans. Yeah. And I guess I, that kind of leads into what I want to talk about next is um, I want to outline how having how you know our God is a different king. Than you know our typical human kings, right? We've we've already made that comparison a few times, but uh, the the reason why the you know I I don't know monarchy or whatever the the reason why the human king I'm just gonna keep calling it that doesn't work for us is because as humans we are limited by our imperfections. Uh, God is not obviously God is God is perfection, and because we're limited by our our imperfections and our um, capacity to sin things like you know the things of the world whether it's power or or wealth or or war right all of those three things are attributable to to human kings right um they they can become power hungry they can become um greedy with the wealth that they that they've already gained and and try to prioritize that over the people that they rule over um war right look at look throughout the the history of mankind um, it's all about just getting more for yourself, taking more people, taking more land, taking more nations. But I think with God, um, God just in some way, like he just loves all of us and again, is able to be just. And, and um, instead of wanting to rule over everyone and be a tyrant, he gave us free will, for example, for us to turn away from him, to choose our path. Um, which I think we've touched on before is not something that any human King I think would ever do. Um, and yeah. And just to wrap that up, like just, um, yeah, God, he, he came down in the form of Jesus and he was a servant and he sacrificed himself.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, um, I mean, there's, there's a couple things there or many things, Mm -hmm. but a couple things in particular that I want to hone in on. Um, let's start with the last thing you just said there. Um, you know that that he humbled himself in the person of Jesus to come as a servant for us. Um, you know what a display of confidence in your own um, suprem- supremacy, right? That you know I can go and I can be the lowest of the low without losing my kingship. You know, yeah. Um, I feel like that's that's the part that you're kind of you're kind of highlighting, which is so beautiful about God's kingship in that sense right you know you you touch on it so beautifully that you know human kings um they're all lacking right that you can't have complete dominion when you yourself don't have dominion over anything yeah yeah. it goes back to the whole thing about stewardship right like you can't say that i am the supreme when you're not it just there's a lack of integrity in some senses in that Mm -hmm. in, in that statement right but for god who just is Right, who who is the supreme? You know, he he is. If you if you look at it, even in uh, in a somewhat unrelated um, topic, I heard someone talking about, um, oh hey, you know, there are. It was like a science versus faith conversation. But anyways, sure. a really great point that was brought up is like, oh well, you know, you love the laws of nature. Who wrote the laws of nature? Is the question, mm. right? And like that, that's kind of it, right? Like God is all of these things, um, and it allows Him to be always just without him needing to have that effort right i feel one of the really important things we want to call out here when we talk about justice in the sense of the faith is that really um the term i think the greek term anyways um is speaking much more to um, uprightness or uh, upstandingness mm-hmm. right um doing things properly um uh, in a way that Loves the law of the Lord, if you will, that is proper to how God designed it mm-hmm. in that in that sense, rather than justice the way we think of it, where it's like in a lot of cases like retribution, yeah, right, exactly. or, or that type of a deal. Yeah. It's a lot more of the proper way that of of falling into the order of the world, if you will. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, um, and even more on on what you pointed out uh, of how Jesus uh, came down in 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 our own flesh. Um, I want to actually read the first reading from the Christ the King Sunday. Um, It was from the prophet Ezekiel. And why don't I just read it first and then maybe I'll talk about it. So um, prophet Ezekiel uh, chapter 34, 11 to 12, 15 to 17. For the Lord Yahweh says this, look, I myself shall take care of my flock and look after it. As a shepherd looks after his flock when he is with his scattered sheep, so shall I look after my sheep. I shall rescue them from wherever they have been scattered on the days of clouds and darkness. I myself shall pasture my sheep. I myself shall give them rest, declares the Lord Yahweh. I shall look for the lost one, bring back the stray, bandage the injured, and make the sick strong. I shall watch over the fat and healthy. I shall be a true shepherd to them. As for you, my sheep, the Lord Lord Yahweh says this. I shall judge between sheep and sheep, between rams and he goats. So, uh this, this first reading was such a perfect way to preface the Christ the King Gospel, the, the whole Christ the King Mass, right? Because this is God himself saying, uh, through the prophet Ezekiel, saying, um, none of you attempts at human kings are going to be good enough. Like, I'm going to have to come down and I'm going to have to, um, yeah, pasture my sheep. I shall have to leave my own flock. Right. Because as, 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 if you try as human kings, you guys won't be good enough. Right. Um, and, and that's, that's ultimately what came to pass. Jesus had to come down. God has to come, God had to come down in the form of Jesus and not just lead us, not just, you know, show us that he is God through miracles and, and, you know, raising the dead. He had to sacrifice himself for us to truly believe, um, that this was God, that this was our true king, that, um, he is our redeemer and, and and for a whole church to be born right so it's through that's that's the actions of a king right um not just hovering from above and watching over us and laughing as we screw ourselves over right he came down and 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 you know died and sacrificed himself so
1: that he could conquer death for for all of us so it's funny because um What you said there, it's not just an interpretation of that reading to say that, like, to say that God is saying, look, you guys aren't going to have it figured out. Right before that was um, God saying through Ezekiel, look at how much you guys have messed up. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) It's actually really funny. He's like, you shepherds have not, like, tended to the sheep and, like, you have not cared for the poor and all this stuff. It's quite descriptive, right? Yeah. so 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 that's not even just your interpretation that's literally what he said um and it's um yeah it's it's a direct prophecy of jesus coming right um you know look you know we you know you couldn't get we couldn't do a whole pod without mentioning him so bishop aaron has a great we're like 20 minutes in (laughs) Um, he gives gives a great homily kind of of diving into that he basically just unpacks the first reading um, from from that Christ of King Sunday uh, and that's essentially what he says he's like look you know um, God recognized our flawed humanity and then he prophesied uh, or yeah he prophesied through Ezekiel that he would come and and kind of save us right so it's awesome because you know as humanity um, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in our weakness, right? It's so easy to yeah. get caught up in all of that. But here's God saying, Look, I get it, right? I I know that you guys, you know, don't have all the pieces, but I'm coming to fill in the gaps for mm-hmm. you. Uh I'm coming to raise you up, right? That's the the beauty of you know, that's the whole point of Jesus coming, right? The reason why um we believe in the Eucharist and all of that and, well, and we'll have an episode on that soon, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and the reason why all the tradition is so important, I'm getting <laughs> way off on a rant here. Um, it is that, you know, it, it's the actual effect of Jesus raising up our humanity to a level that can actually meet God in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing that we are flawed and that we need to be brought up through like actual sacrament right
0: so just to really hammer home the point i also want to just point out like things that we already do really quick um to show that god is king and maybe we're not even realizing it so you know think about whenever you enter the the church right the sanctuary the first thing you do the first thing you're supposed to do um as a catholic is to genuflect towards the tabernacle right you don't just genuflect towards your friend. Like the next time I see you, Andrew, I'm sorry, I'm not going to genuflect towards you, but yeah. um, but you do do that towards towards Jesus, who is our King, yeah. right? Um, you know, you'll, you might have seen at Good Friday services or masses services um, that that priests will prostrate themselves at the foot of the cross, yeah. right? Again, yeah. you don't do that just like for a friend, right? Yeah. Um, whenever uh, during the um, Eucharistic rite um, as the priest is, you know, going through, con- con- going through consecration or saying the prayers for consecration, right? The bell, like bells are rung typically. Yeah. Again, that signifies how God is our King, right? Um, mm-hmm. because he deserves that glory. He deserves that praise. And, um, even, you know, we won't hear it during Advent, uh, but usually towards the beginning of mass, we have a, a whole Gloria. Uh, exaltation uh, of who God is as a king so all of these all of these things like we're already aware obviously we already know that we do these things but I think sometimes we can fall into the trap of like just doing it out of reflex without realizing that this is what it actually is about
1: or not knowing what we're doing, or that, right? right. Which which right. is a big thing too, right? It's to take the time to actually learn about, you know, um, what's being said in the Gloria, even, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, why is it important? And and I think like when you look at it, when you start to dive into the Gloria, um, you realize, you know, a lot of this kingship is kind of built into that. And then you know, the questions are going to come. You know, like why are we are we saying all these things? And you know, for any of our listeners, we're not going to have the time to dive into that here like you know we definitely invite you guys to like just get into the weeds of it you know what where did the glory come from why are we saying these things why is it so important
0: who knows we might have a podcast on that at some point but until then <laughs> just until just then. the gloria yeah. <laughs> uh we'll sing it for you guys <laughs> um and uh, and i think just practically speaking the last thing here is just like how can we participate in Jesus's kingship mm-hmm. um so the first thing i'll say is something that you and i do or we try to do um, I'll, I'll ask the question to you and see if you get it um what's the first thing you do when you say your prayer you specifically
1: i the sign of the cross okay
0: sorry uh, after that how do you how do you typically open your prayers
1: um oh i i oh my god i say good and gracious god or yeah yeah
0: and then after <laughs> that okay i guess you didn't get what i was trying to get at but it's okay <laughs> We have no chemistry on this podcast. Uh, no, but it's okay because uh, what we typically do is like we we praise our God, we 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 uh, loud our God, right, and thank Him for the things that He's given us. And I think um, you know, even as recently as a few years ago, um, I I was praying in a sense where I just jumped straight to what what I wanted, what I wanted to ask from God. But if we even yeah. if, if we just take ten seconds to recognize that, hey, God is Almighty, God is our giver, and we thank Him for that, and we glorify Him for that. Um, that already helps us to participate in Jesus' kingship.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's all of it, right? Um, it's realizing that a lot of the time we don't even need to do anything special because, uh, you know, God came down into our lives as well. Um, you know, however we pray and whatever we do, at the end of the day, it, it's in some way a participation in God's glory. The difference is when you start to notice and recognize that, then that's when you're able to receive the graces and, and able to participate in another level, right? Um, So we're not even necessarily saying like, hey, you got to like change the way you pray necessarily or whatever. Um, but what you'll find is when you start paying attention to these things, these graces that come into your life, um, it, it just, it becomes natural, right? It becomes naturally like man, like, you know, that, you know, praise God that there was such a beautiful day today. You know, praise God that I was able to spend this time with my friends Um, because it's just, you know, there's no other thing to say. Um, And as my spiritual director says, you know, when you get into the practice of praising God here, it's a great thing to practice because that's what we're going to be doing in heaven is just praising God. So, you know, if we can start doing it now, it's really good practice.
0: I think the gospel for the Christ the King Sunday was also uh, really telling in terms of how we can participate in Jesus's kingship, because uh, again, re- recall that this gospel was chosen specifically for this Sunday. Um, and then also recall how we were talking about that Jesus came down and, and was with us as human beings. And so really the best way, and you know, to be honest, I also stole this from Bishop Robert Barron's homily from that Sunday, but the best way to participate in Jesus' kingship is also just to um, read, Ma- like, Matthew 25 is the gospel passage, uh, verses 31 to 46, where, you know, Jesus is saying, you know, when I'm hungry, give me food, right? When I'm sick, um, take care of me. If I'm lacking clothes, clothe me. Um, You know, welcome me as a stranger, all of those things, right? Uh, terrible par- paraphrasing there, but I think um, we all know what that passage is about. Uh, you know, looking at our neighbors in that way is essentially already us participating in in Jesus's kingship.
1: Yeah, um, you know, and there's a really important piece there, which is it's not about the act on its own; it's about recognizing the person of Jesus in yeah. other people when we do these acts of charity right mm-hmm. um you know this is something that I, i've been wrestling with recently and i've been kind of reflecting on and i was like man like what more can i do acts of charity and i was like oh like you know one of the ideas that came to mind i was like i could buy a box of granola bars and like give it to homeless people when i when i walk around right because you know there are a fair number of homeless people around where i live mm-hmm. um and you know my spiritual director he challenged me because he's saying like look it's not like you're gonna walk around and like just dangle food in front of them and be like here you go right um as silly as that sounds. Uh, you know, you got to, like, for it to be an act of charity, it needs to be a love for the other, which means that the other is a person, right? Um, and, like, that's where um, it's not, when Jesus says, says these things, right? It's not, you know, when you clothe that poor person, you know, you are glorifying me. He's like, no, when you do this, you do this also to me, like, there's a person there. And it's really important, I think, to, to recognize that piece. Yeah,
0: that's that's the core of it um so as we're going into advent um i know some of some of what we've been saying is related to that as well do you want to expand on that a bit
1: yeah so i think when as we kind of spend more time in advent you know one of the big things about this season is really to rest in a time of anticipation um but in particular to to recognize what we're anticipating Right. Um, so when we talk about in this episode, I think it's really great that we're talking about Jesus Christ as the King of Kings, the Lord Mm -hmm. of Lords. Um, you know, the ultimate good in our lives. Right. So as we're preparing to uh, commemorate that and to welcome Christ, um, into the world, right? To recognize what a big step that was for God and then to look at our own lives and say, Hey, like, what do I need to do to be ready for Christ to come into my life in that way? Right, um, so this is where you know it's not just a good idea or a beautiful idea that's out there abstractly. It's something that's personal to each one of us. that's going to come into our lives, and so you know over the course of this Advent, there's you know one of the one of the blessings of COVID is that there's a whole range of resources online now in terms of going into the spirituality of Advent and and kind of getting mm-hmm. getting into the thick of it. Right, um, look for those things. Right, Formed has a lot of great stuff. Um, you know, there, there's stuff on YouTube that I've seen. Um, there there are things everywhere, right? Um, so I think that practically speaking, it's recognizing that Jesus is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, in whatever capacity we can understand that today, and then spending this Advent
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I often fall into the trap of letting the season of Advent or even the season of Lent just creep up on me and then like suddenly it's Christmas or suddenly it's Easter and I'm just like, oh, whoa, I was supposed to be better at this. But, um, yeah, I think that's important, right? Like let's, let's take the initiative there to, uh, really, you know, make sure that this season is something that we're preparing ourselves for. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So today, um, yeah, just to quickly wrap up, I I think the point of what we were saying is just, um, You know, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with um, looking at Jesus as our God. You know, if we remember, like God seeks relationship with us, that's something that he wants us to have, um, is to have a personal relationship with with us. He's not just hovering above us, watching us, um, you know, mess up or whatever. Um, He seeks to be in our lives. But at the same time, we can, that can go a little bit too far on that end of the spectrum where um, we forget that. Ultimately, he's our creator. He is our giver. He is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, as you said. Um, And and I think that's something that we just wanted to kind of touch on because uh, it's easy for us to fall into that trap. And sometimes we Uh need that reminder. Um, yeah. yeah, so just a quick PSA, um, in terms of, you know, we talked about the season of advent. Um, it's a season of giving. I don't know about you, Andrew, but like, um, I've been getting a few emails of like giving Tuesday this past Tuesday and, you know, to give donations and, um, especially during this time of COVID, you know, um, your local parishes, your, uh, local seminaries, uh, your archdiocese, um, you, know, you- Consider, consider giving if you can, if you're able to. Um, Covid has hit us all hard. Um, but also our, our churches need to keep the lights on as well. Um, right. And obviously, you know, from a broader perspective, if there's any charities that you would like to support, then um, the here's your reminder, because that's our place to give you your reminder. <laughs> um, you'll get tax receipts if you're into that kind of thing. So Accountant. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, That's it for us today. Uh, We ran a little bit longer than usual, but we had a lot to say on the whole Christ the King thing. So hopefully that was Mm -hmm. a good reminder for everyone.
1: All right. Have a great advent, everyone. (laughs)